0: Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sawhook. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. A slight wrinkle into our normal show this evening for those watching live right now over on my Twitter account. If you want to call into the show live, I have a Twitter space running right now, and if you want to come up on here, uh, feel free to come in the Twitter spaces and request to speak. I'll hop you up uh, up into the call, if you will, and I'll include your mic in the show so you can kind of call into the show live like you're listening to a radio show, or if you just want to listen to the audio version only in the Twitter spaces, feel free to hop over there, or you can listen to it live. And watch me live on my Twitter account right now with the video, which is also currently streaming at the same time as the Twitter Spaces. I know it sounds complicated, but trust me, it makes sense. You can watch the show live with the video, and if you want to call into the show, just hop on the Twitter Spaces, and I'll get you up here to answer any questions you guys have live. Um, I've always dreamed of kind of having my own radio show-like thing, and I think this is about as close as I possibly can get to it. So, uh, very excited to be implementing this part of the show. I think taking call-ins will be pretty fun, especially if somebody disagrees with what I'm talking about. Or something really interesting to add to the conversation. But today's episode is all about rookie running backs. The 2023 draft class has been heralded as one of the better ones for a very long time. Especially if you're on Dynasty Fantasy Football Twitter like I am. Um, you know, there's been many a tale about how legendary this running back class is supposed to be. And now that it's here, it is pretty damn good. Uh, you know, there's a few really top-notch quality running backs. So I feel like what makes this class so good is is the depth. I think there's a lot of really quality day two, day three guys um, who will make an impact at the NFL level. Absolutely. Um, but today we're going to highlight the top 10 running backs on the NFL.com prospect profile website thing. Listen, I'm not a scout. I try not to, you know, say I'm a scout. I watch film on some of these guys. I haven't watched film on all of these guys yet. Just for the record, i watched film on most of this list. Uh, but not every single one of them. So I'm not too familiar with every single aspect of these guys' games, Uh, but I've heard bits and pieces from Twitter and whatnot, but I I think it's a good conversation to have overall with you guys and with just myself, I guess, talking out loud about how I feel about these players, seeing where NFL.com ranks these players in terms of how good they are, reading their strengths, reading their weaknesses, and talking about how I think that they could contribute to an NFL team. Um, should be interesting. and uh, thank you for joining me. let's let's just jump right into this thing. shall we? Let's play a little guitar uh, guitar drop the transition. All right, like I mentioned, we're gonna get right into the NFL draft prospects here um as you can see i am sharing my screen now if you're watching the video version uh you can okay that background kind of um sorry for those who are just listening on audio the background kind of blends in with what i'm showing on screen let me pick a more neutral background for you guys to see a little bit better uh here that one's better okay there we go that one's better all right we actually have a uh, charles here who is an absolute legend uh requesting to speak on a little call-in line we'll see what he has to say real quick before we get in the profiles one second he's connecting Charles, what's up, my guy? How you doing?
0: I'm good. How are
1: you? I'm good. What's up, man?
0: So, I obviously Bijan is number one. I mean, that's undisputed. Correct. But from an Eagles perspective, okay. I really, really like Jameer Gibbs as a scheme fit, and I don't right. think they're going to get Bijan because they're not going to spend the 10 on him. He's not Dude,
1: happen. I think they could spend the 10 on him. I'm not going to lie.
0: Just knowing their general manager, Howie, right, loves the trenches so much, and he just historically never spends that much right. on a running back, right. But Somebody that I, I know, you said we're focused on the top ten, right? But somebody I think really has flown under the radar because of Fusion Robinson's shadow is actually his backup. I don't remember his name off the top. Yes,
1: 10, it is uh, Roshan Johnson. We'll be getting into him today.
0: Yeah, that is somebody that impressed me at the Combiner. and I mean, I I think he has a lot of potential.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely does as well. I think he's pretty underrated as a player. Uh, He's somebody who I'm not too keen on as far as watching film and whatnot Uh, yet. I definitely will be by the time, you know, the end of April rolls around here. Um, But, you know, I've heard a lot of good things, and I think, honestly, it's pretty safe to say he's underrated. Honestly, just just thinking from a value perspective alone, right? I mean, he kind of has to be. I mean, he's living in the shadow of Bijan, right? I mean, there has to be some kind of of value, underratedness, whatever you want to call it there at play. Um, with how you value those top running backs. But, yeah, I definitely agree. I think Jameer Gibbs would be a really nice fit in the Eagles offense. I'd be interested to see how many pass attempts or targets they give to the running back position because I don't think Jalen Hurts really does that that often. Um, So that might not be the best fantasy landing spot in terms of his absolute ceiling because he's an elite receiving back. But I think it would still be a really good one.
0: I think part of the reason they tend not to do that is historically Miles Sanders has also kind of struggled with the passing game. Right, I, mean, I have so many memories of him just dropping passes.
1: Yeah, he does that. He does that, absolutely does that, 100%. Um, But, yeah, man, okay, Uh really appreciate you chiming in, and uh, I think I'm going to get into these breakdowns here a little bit. And, uh Aaron, I also see that you requested this peak. I'll get to you in just a moment. Charles, appreciate you coming by, man. Uh, have a good night. Oh, yeah. You too. Thank you, brother. All right, let's get into some of these first prospect breakdowns, guys. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to start off with B. John Robinson. Obviously, he doesn't really need an introduction. You know, he's been such a hyped-up prospect. Uh, the NFL currently has him with a 6.84 grade, which is a year-one starter. Uh, you can see the little information table here on the website. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good grade. Uh, a, 6 to, a 6.7 to a 6.9 is a year-one starter grade. A 7.0 to 7.1 is a Pro Bowl talent. to 7.5 is a perennial All-Pro, and then the 8 is, like, the perfect prospect on their scale. But, I mean, they don't really hand out grades higher than, like, a 6.84. That doesn't really happen. Um, So, I mean, pretty damn good grade, obviously, right? He gets a, uh, from their NFL Next Gen Stats score breakdown, which I always think is pretty interesting to look at when you're looking at these prospects. Bijan scores a 99 out of 99 on the production score. He scores an 85 out of 99 on the athleticism score. And his total score for next gen stats is a ninety six, which is very good. It says elite on there as well, um, so that's excellent. You know, you can't really hope for much more than that when it comes to, you know, a prospect as, as far as what they're projected um, with their with their scoring in that in that uh, in that regard. Combine stats 4, 4, 6, 40 yard dash, really really solid 37, 37 inch vertical. You know, nobody really cares about that too much. Uh, a player comp for uh, Lance Zerline, who wrote this article, is Josh Jacobs. Very interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about that comp. I think it's honestly, I mean, he knows a lot more than I do. I'm not trying to throw shade here, um, but I feel like he's a better receiving back than Josh Jacobs by a pretty significant margin, in my opinion. Um, also, a lot better making people miss. But I mean, Josh Jacobs is a great player, so you know, a solid comp. Um, strengths: three down back with exceptional talent in all phases. Owns a variety of footwork tools to, after, uh, to alter his pace, direction, and power. I mean, listen, we're not going to spend a lot of time on Bijan here. Uh, to, summa- to summarize it real quick, because I know a lot about Bijan. You know, I mean, I talk about Bijan a lot. Uh, big fan of his. Took a picture with him at the combine, which is super, super cool. It might have been in the same shirt that he's wearing in that picture on his little combine profile right there. I'm not even going to lie to you. Might be that same day <laughs> that they got that picture. I'm dead serious. Um, but seriously, I mean, I, I, he's a, a fantastic prospect. He can do anything and everything you want on the field. He can run between the tackles. He can bounce it outside. He has great elusiveness. I think that's probably his best trait, um, you know, his, his ability to, you know, he has a pretty unique upright running style, and he watches a lot of Barry Sanders films, what he talks about a lot too. I mean, he's a master of elusive uh, elusiveness, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he makes people miss. I and mean, he also has really nice natural receiving ability, and he's a great pass, uh, pass blocker. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a guy who is capable of staying on the field for all three downs, a true workhorse potential running back. And those don't grow on trees, right? He's a pretty rare prospect um, with the athleticism, the ability to run between the tackles and outside the tackles, the speed, the receiving ability, the pass blocking. I mean, it's all there for Bijan. I mean, he's one of the best running back prospects we've seen in the last 10 years pretty easily. Um, I think this guy's going to be a, a perennial all pro talent. I mean, the NFL didn't give him that grade. Uh, maybe not all pro. I mean, Pro Bowl is what I meant to say. Maybe all pro. I don't know. He's, he is that good. He is that good. Bijan is clearly the RB1 in this class. And I think he's going to be. An absolute stud for fantasy. Let's get into number two on this list, but before we do that, let's take uh, this this little call-in here from Aaron Feldman on Twitter in the Twitter space. Let's get him up here and see what he has to say. Curious. Aaron, what's uh, up, man? What's up? What's good? Uh, I was just here to ask
0: you about like your you know running back philosophy. Like, for say, sure. Your team, kind of like the Eagles, you know, they're obviously Super Bowl contenders, two first-round picks. I would say it's almost this perfect situation to take Bijan at ten.
1: Right, I agree so, with you.
0: So, if, if I'm kind of asking, if you were the Eagles' gym, would you like? Would you the the philosophy of best player Bijan's that I'm going to take him at ten? Right, or he's a running back.
1: It's that's a really good question, by the way. Thanks. Um, it's a, it's a tough one, man. I mean, it it really depends person to person. Like as you mentioned, what I would do. It's tough. I think I would, man. Honestly. I don't know. I, it's because you know, for most teams, I wouldn't if I were the GM, like the Bears or the yeah. Falcons or any of those teams that are picking that high because they have a lot of holes. But, I mean, the Eagles. I mean, they were just in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, Miles Sanders is walking. They they signed Rashad Penny, but I think they need more help than that. I mean, I think Penny's is like a, a solid contributor. But I mean I just think if you put Bijan Robinson in that backfield with Jalen Hurts
0: yeah it's
1: unstoppable Dude like yeah they're going to give people nightmares man like that, that would be Reed scary Austin, B. John, Jalen Hurts who are you
0: picking it's
1: Yeah it it'd, it'd be it'd be goes. scary and like I totally understand too the argument you know it's the modern NFL it's the most replaceable position in football like it absolutely is you're absolutely right do you want to draft a running back that high Maybe not but I mean it's it's worked out for teams in the past who have spent like a top 10 pick on a running back, like they've had really good careers. Like uh, in the last ten years, I just wrote an article about this that came out uh, this morning. Actually, um, the in the last ten years, running backs that went inside the top ten, you got Todd Gurley, you got um, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Christian McCaffrey, and that's that's end of list. I mean, all those guys in their prime. I mean, that's pretty elite. Uh, you know, ceiling of production, right? Um, and I think we can we can both agree, or we can all agree that. Bijan, no matter where he goes, is a top five prospect in this in this class, pound for pound, right? So, I mean, yeah. it, it, regardless of positional value, I think if you were a team like the Eagles, right? I, I think that uh, another thing, too, is like when I think people talk about team building and strategy when it comes to if you're an NFL GM, what would you do? I think the Kansas City Chiefs made a mistake in the way they approached the running back position in the draft where they selected Clyde Edwards-Alaire because – Sure, I mean, it was a luxury pick, 100% where they took CEH. It wasn't necessarily the right move, maybe. But did they take the wrong guy? Absolutely. I think the Eagles know. I mean, like if the Chiefs took Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift there, who were the RB1 and RB2, that draft class, it would have been a completely different story of how we look at that draft pick at 32 at the end of the draft there, or at the end of the first round. Bijan is like a locked and loaded top five pick in this draft. I would argue he probably is the safest pick in this draft as far as the production that you're going to get out of him. I mean, unless he completely busts, which like is pretty rare, I think for these like early first round draft picks for the running backs, um, like top 15 in the draft. I, I think he's a safe pick for the Eagles. I think that this could be a guy who, I mean, transforms their offense for the next five years at a minimum. Right. And that's the thing I think you have to consider as well is, I think another thing that people don't really like with with running backs and team building is that people always really get caught up in sure like you can get a running back who's good on a rookie contract but you don't want to pay them a second one and I think that you don't even have to worry about that because I feel like 5 years if you're if you're including his 5th year option for Bijan I think that production alone is worth it personally because I mean I think that he's just going to be so good for them in that window that it won't even really matter what happens after you know what I mean like I think it's a, I think it's a good pick for Philly. I, I, I do. I think it's in the, the right range. I think 10 is around where I would feel comfortable taking him. I think a little earlier than that, it hurts. But 10, like, I'm, I'm okay with that for taking, let's say, the fourth best player in the draft or whatever they have it on their board. I think it makes sense. And like you mentioned, like what we mentioned earlier, I mean, I, it would just give people nightmares thinking about that rushing attack. It would be John Angio and Hurts in the same team. Like, that'd be crazy. Um, I would love to see it personally. I, I've had him mocked there. Uh, in a couple of my mock drafts so far, I would love to see Beach on in Philly. I really would.
0: Yeah. One last uh, just question, real quick. I think players like maybe Saquon going to and Zeke going, you know, so high, and then now seeing how that panned out. Saquon's obviously elite, but he did, you know, get injured and might, you know, they had to choose between him and Daniel Jones kind right. of the the franchise tag. And the same thing with Zeke. Do you think that's a major reason why, like, yeah, we've seen that in the today's NFL? It just hasn't really panned out.
1: Right. <laughs> I think it kind of just like goes with what I said. I mean, with B, I mean in general, yes, I think it can get a little tricky with your contract situations and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I think that, yeah, it, it can get a little messy is what I'm trying to say with, with things in the future. But I think ultimately, like I mentioned already, with Bijan, even if you don't extend him, even if you don't even pick up his fifth year, I think four years yeah. – of early career Bijan Robinson is gonna be worth it for the Eagles to draft the so number they, 10 overall.
0: If they want a Super Bowl, who
1: cares? Exactly. Why, and I, I'm not saying that he's the piece that you know wins them the Super Bowl, but he could be. He very well could be. You know, like yeah. let's say, I mean, the Eagles already played great in the Super Bowl against Kansas City this year, but let's say he had they had B. John Robinson instead of Miles Sanders. I mean, maybe they win the game, you know. Like, who knows? I mean, that's a pretty major right. upgrade. I mean, Miles Sanders is no slouch. Um, he's a good NFL running back. I think he's pretty underrated, honestly. Um, but B. John Robinson's going to be elite, dude. Like, I would be shocked if he was never a pro bowl caliber running back at least, like, two times in his career. Shocked. Like, he's, he's that good.
0: You know? Yeah, I agree, and, uh, thank you for listening to my question.
1: Yeah, absolutely, dude. Appreciate you coming by. It means a lot. Thank you, dude. All right, uh, yeah, have a good night, Aaron. Uh, hope to see you in some more Twitter spaces soon. I dropped you a follow. Uh, Charles, <laughs> who's still in the call. Charles, you want to come up here real quick? Because you're an Eagles fan. I know you are. And I don't think he wants Bijan. He was giving a thumbs down. Okay, he just le- oh, Wait, no, he didn't leave. Charles, if you're here and you want to you give your opinions on the Eagles eventually drafting Bijan and why you don't want them to, uh, I would love to hear that. If not, it's totally fine. We're going to move on. Uh, let's talk about Jimmy Gibbs real quick. We need to speed this up. I've already spent 15, 16 minutes. Wait, he's here. Okay, we'll do this real quick. And then we'll get into Gibbs and we'll get the ball rolling with these running backs. Sorry, guys. This is a very entertaining side tangent here. Uh, Charles, welcome back. Why do you not want the Eagles to draft Bijan? I'm assuming that's what you're going to say.
0: It's not so much that I don't want him. I think he could be a really, really good piece. Right. But, I mean, it's just so unpredictable. I would 100% like take some good defensive end that like maybe would fall. But it's more so that I just highly doubt that he gets drafted. I mean, just knowing the general manager, I just think it's very unlikely.
1: I totally understand that perspective about like highly unlikely you think that how he's going to pull the trigger on that, which makes sense. But I, I would argue that he's – I already said this earlier, but I think he's the safest pick in the draft, honestly, besides, like, I don't know, like Will Anderson or something. Like, if, if he's on the board there at 10, well, then, yeah, sure, pull the trigger. But you know what I mean? Like, I think outside of, like, the the easiest picks in the draft, like, let's say, you know, CJ Stroud, number one or whatever. Like, I think, like, he's, like, the least risky I, – I think you might argue overall, maybe outside of, like, Will Anderson or somebody like that, I think I would – say like not in terms of value obviously but in terms of risk of being a bust I think that B. John Robinson is probably a safer pick than maybe anyone in the draft seriously I mean I mean he is just so good in college and like I mentioned earlier it's like these these running back prospects who are heralded as like a top five guy in the class top 10 guy in the class taken top 10 in the draft over the last 10 years like none of them have busted in terms of being a successful running back in their career. I think the worst running back who's been a top 10 pick in the NFL draft was I mean, you can argue the longevity of Todd Gurley, you can argue yeah. Leonard Fournette. I mean, he didn't really have the best prime, but I mean, he was still good. You know, I mean, he was even like really good in 2021 for Tampa Bay, you know? Like um I think you know what you're getting with these first round running backs most of the time, like the premium ones. Like Clyde Edwards-Helaire or Rashad Penny or even Najee Harris at, at what was it 22 or 20 for the Steelers even he was like not like a sure sure thing um but you know like those higher up guys I mean I feel like they're they're, like you can kind of pencil it in like these guys are gonna be good um just because I feel like it's just pretty easy to scout the running backs and like the transition to the NFL in terms of the top end prospect guys like Bijan's resume in college is absolutely crazy so I think it's a safe pick, but I, I understand. It. I mean, it's a significant investment into the most replaceable position in football. Like, you can, yeah, personally, they can like, draft somebody in the fourth.
0: Like, I think that would be awesome. I, I mean, behind that offensive line with Jalen Hurts also as a rushing uh, threat, like you said. I mean, it'd be so much fun, even just from a fan perspective. He's just so much fun to watch.
1: Absolutely. Dude, yeah. jersey sales are going to be off yeah. the charts if they draft him. <laughs>
0: It'd be crazy. It would be. I, I personally, I would pull the trigger on it. Like, if I was. Oh, you manager,
1: would? Okay. All right. Interesting. I, I
0: think I would. I just have serious doubt that he would do that.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, also, Justin commented on Twitter here that I see uh, Trent, uh, Trent Richardson stands out, but that's been a while. Yeah, I mean, he's the outlier, but I feel like overall, you know, these guys are pretty bust proof um, as far as, you know, the hit rate on first round running backs opposed to like wide receivers or corners or linebackers or whatever, for example. Uh, but I appreciate it, Charles. I know you said you had to go yeah. at like 8:30, yeah, but yeah, you know. <laughs> appreciate you, dog. Have a good one. See you
0: too.
1: All right, uh, we'll try to make this one quick, but no promises. I know we're getting off the rails here, guys, but we have plenty of time. This can go for like an hour. I don't care. Uh, God, are you listening? Is requesting uh, to speak. We'll see what he uh, has to say. He doesn't follow me, so it's potential troll alert. But we'll be, we'll we'll stay on lookout. He's connecting in, or they're connecting in. I don't know if he's a guy, but I assume because it's fantasy football and most people are men. All right, still connecting. <laughs> Sorry for the stalling, don't want don't want too much dead air here. Dare, dead air here, ladies and gentlemen. Trying my best to keep people entertained, you know. I'm doing what I can, folks, you know. I do, I, I do what I can. All right, um still connecting. Give it a couple more seconds here. If not, I might just have to move on for now. Um just imagine the Jeopardy music in your head. You know, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Come on. Okay, Okay. still not loading. We're just going to remove the speaker for now. Uh, I appreciate you trying to come on, buddy. Uh, Maybe try to request again here in a second. But we're going to get the ball rolling here. We're going to get this thing back on the rails after that fun little Bijan side tangent here. Uh, Up next, we have Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. Again, I'm not really going to read too much of this NFL profile here. Uh, They have him graded as a 6.37. It says he will eventually be a plus starter. His next-gen stats grade is 84. He's 5'9", 199 pounds. Uh, Pretty good on the BMI side of things, even though he's a little short height-wise, but that's fine. Uh, 4-3-6-40-yard dash. This is the thing I love about Jameer Gibbs. He is an amazing combination of speed and skill. He's a guy who has, you know, he compares himself to Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey and guys like that. He said that personally at the NFL Combine. I actually have to ask him a couple questions at the Combine, which is super cool. Uh, I asked him what he thinks the best part of his game is. And he said that his ability to take it to the house at any time. And if you see that at that 40 time, or just watch him on film or his highlights or anything, Gibbs' speed pops on film like crazy. I mean, this guy has really, really top-end speed. Uh, really, really good top-end speed, I should say. Great burst. Great acceleration. Love that from Gibbs. And I think the thing that really sets him apart, too, is his receiving ability. As I mentioned, he compares himself to Cal- uh, Alvin Kamara and those kind of guys. He, uh, NFL comp here on this on this article actually is Alvin Kamara, and he's just fantastic. You know, he's absolutely fantastic. I expect him to be a second-round draft pick in this upcoming draft. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on him, but I think he's going to be a fantasy football stud, and I actually am trying to get him in as many leagues as I can because I feel like in most years, he is the caliber of player to be the number one overall running back of the draft class. I think he's like right up there with Brees Hall last year coming out. Um, You know, stuff like that. I, I think he's a really, really talented running back. And I think that the only reason that we don't talk about him as much is because Bijan Robinson exists, and he's going to be like a stud, obviously, right? But Gibbs has arguably just as much star potential at his ceiling than Bijan. Um, he could be really, really, really good, especially for fantasy football. His receiving ceiling is so elite. He could be on a Christian McCaffrey level in PPR when it comes to catching those balls. You know what I'm saying? Um, this man's a like ball-catching machine. Pause, unpause. Um, I think he's just really talented. I think if he lands in a landing spot where he can get a lot of volume through the air or a quarterback that likes to check down a little bit more, um, it'd be unbelievable for fantasy football. Um, he has a fantastic skill set. I think he's going to be amazing in the NFL. His contact balance, speed, and receiving ability are phenomenal. I think he's going to be a really, really excellent running back at the next uh, next level. Before we get into Zach Evans and get, th- uh, get through a bit of a more rapid fire fashion here for the next part of this list, we have two people who are coming to, uh, wanting to come up here to, to speak. We're going to take a call here from Crumble Takes on Twitter. Shout out to Crumble Takes. He's a, a GOAT in the community. Uh, Crumble, you are muted. Are you good to go? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. I have uh, a question for you, Luke, about
0: uh, Jameer Gibbs. I Like like you said, I think that he would be the RB1 in this class if it wasn't for Bijan Robinson. But for fantasy football, where would you like um, – think the best landing spot for him would be in this year's draft
1: where I think the best landing spot for Gibbs would be I think honestly it might be the same for Bijan too um I think it's the Chargers man I think the Chargers would be absolutely insane for him uh Eckler wants out there's actually a quote I saw today uh that was being reported that saying that he said uh, quote they would be the worst case scenario and quotes to return to the Chargers next season uh because he feels disrespected by the organization so I mean listen dude we've seen Austin Eckler dominate for fantasy football for the for the LA Chargers. They feed him through the receiving game. They feed him in the ground. I think he'd be amazing there. Him and Bijan. I think Gibbs and Bijan both would be a great fit for the Chargers. Um I would love to see him land there. I think that'd be my ideal landing spot.
0: Yeah I I think I would agree with that because like you said with Jameer Gibbs uh receiving abilities and what they do what they how they use Eckler I feel like if they put Jameer Gibbs in there he could basically be another Austin Eckler in that
1: definitely Gibbs definitely has Austin Eckler potential as far as you know being a between the tackles runner being a guy who can do it all for the offense really um you know he's not going to be I don't think he's going to be a true workhorse like uh like Bijan could or like McCaffrey level um, but I think he's going to be able to be a pretty solid bell cow with with a guy who comes in and relieves every once in a while, like the Chargers have been doing with with Eckler over the last year or so. So I would love to see him land there, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the Chargers would probably be the best lightning spot for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for being a, a, an OG in the community. Appreciate all your support, man, and uh, thanks for coming by.
0: Uh, you're welcome, sir.
1: Love <laughs> thank-, your content, by the way. <laughs> thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Have a good one. All right, uh, up next here, before we get in to uh, the next player here, we have one more person coming up to speak here, and it's Justin. Justin's been tuned in the entire show so far. I've seen his comments on Twitter. Uh, What's going on, Justin? How you doing, man? Oh, he's loading in still. That's awkward. That's really awkward for me. I'm so sorry. Justin, what's up? You're muted. Justin, you are muted for talk, my boy. Still muted. All right. Okay. We're going to move on for a second until Justin spawns. I don't know when he's going to spawn in. Anyways. Okay. Up next here on the NFL list, by the way, this is not my rankings. I don't have an official top 10 running back rankings for this class yet necessarily. Um, so we're kind of just discussing the players right now, kind of discussing, um, you know, what is expected of them at the next level, what kind of skill set I can kind of expect them to bring in terms of, you know, are you going to be a first and second down runner between the tackles? Are you going to be a guy who's a, a scat back on third down? Are you going to be a guy who is going to be a goal line back? Are you going to be a guy who's a bell cow potential level player? You know, that's what we're kind of looking at here today. Uh, so let's get into our next player here, which is going to be Zach Evans, running back out of Ole Miss. Uh, I actually have watched a little bit of Zach Evans' film, and I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by what I saw from him. 5'11", 202. NFL.com has him graded as a, a 6.25, which is, will eventually become an average starter. Um, I think he's a pretty well-rounded running back, and I think Lance Zerline agrees with me here. His NFL comp for him is Melvin Gordon. Now, I like that one a good bit, actually. His I think his body type, um, you know, his overall pretty balanced play style. He can do a little bit of everything. Don't love his hands so far, but he has nice speed for long runs. He's a powerful runner. You know, he's a nice wiggle to him. I think he's going to be a really solid all-around running back to the next level. And if he gets, you know, late day two capital or, uh, you know, decent draft capital at all, I think he definitely is a guy who could work his way up the depth chart and become a pretty fancy relevant player. So I'm pretty interested in, uh, in Zach Evans moving forward. All right, Justin's here. What's up, Justin? Justin? Hey, sorry about that, Luke. Oh, you're good.
2: Uh, so... My question is Lions based.
1: Lions based. All so, right. So
2: yeah, with them bringing in David Montgomery okay. and Paris Swift, do you think that they will add to the running back room or do you think that uh they're kind of going to be focused on defense and other positions?
1: Um I think this season I, I do not really expect them to invest any premium capital in a running back. I would be pretty surprised if they drafted somebody in the f- fourth round or higher maybe third round or higher I'd be pretty surprised fourth round I think would maybe make sense that they're really trying to look move on from DeAndre Swift um but outside of that I, I think they'll be burning a fifth round plus pick on a running back uh if that I think that they're pretty happy to move forward with Montgomery and Swift I personally just see that as an upgraded version of their backfield from last year I think Montgomery is a much more complete back than Jamal Williams was he's also a lot younger I think he has a lot more juice left in the tank uh whereas Swift you know they don't really know how to value Swift right now, I don't think. I, I don't really know if anyone does, honestly. Um, but I think that Montgomery, even if Swift is you know struggling next year again, I don't think you're going to need to invest uh, an early draft pick this year in a running back And I think they're not going to, personally. All right, I appreciate it, Justin. Thank you for the question, man. And uh, have a great rest of your night. Thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate it. All right, guys, let's get back into the running backs here. Moving down the list, Zach Evans is the running back three on NFL.com. Again, these are not my rankings. We're just kind of going in order of how they're listed on NFL.com. This is a fun one Israel Abanakanda. Uh, I did not know how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, I've seen a lot about him. You know, I, I, I'm a Steelers fan. So, you know, I naturally I get a bit of an odor, overflow from uh, pit players. Uh, and, and what I'm looking at on Twitter and whatnot. And I've seen a lot of videos and people talking about this guy. And, you know, he ran really well at the Pit Pro Day. Um, which, what is this for? 40, 40 times? Is it listed? It's not listed. Um, but anyways, I thought his name was Abanaconda. Which I thought was still a really cool name. Abanaconda. Um, but it's Abanaconda. Which I think is even cooler, arguably. Uh, I like that a lot. It's a fun name. I honestly don't know too much about his game at the moment. So let's read this little scouting report here. Uh, comp from Lance Zerline is Isaiah Pacheco okay nice uh, strengths ran for more than 100 yards in 9-11 games last season with 20 rushing touchdowns damn that's crazy lateral jump cuts to elude backfield pressure one cut talent with feet for tight breaks locates lane opportunities on the backside impressive escapability in tight quarters love that access to instant acceleration when he it. I love that too uses spin move for contact balance and to wiggle away from tacklers former sprinter with breakaway speed in the open field hey we love a little track star don't we folks we love a little track star. Love them. Okay, weaknesses. change of direction is more segmented than fluid. Okay, okay, that's fair. Runs with a hurried tempo, bypassing timing of block development. Okay, so he might need a good offensive line. Fails to press the line scrimmage deeply to manipulate the linebacker flow. Eh, don't. That's too fancy for me to understand entirely. I'm just kidding. Fail, uh, urgent but not overly creative early in the run. Okay, can be a little inconsistent to run uh. Oh, give me a little inconsistent finishing runs, by his size has trouble keeping rusher in front of him and pass protection. Is it not a great pass protector? Um, but I like this. I like this. I have seen a little bit about him. As I mentioned, I've heard about the speed. I've seen some highlights. He's impressive. He's really impressive. I think that if he gets third round, fourth round plus capital, I definitely will have my eyes on a in rookie drafts, uh, in the, in the late second round, late to mid second round portion. Um, I think he's a guy who definitely has some juice, and uh, I, I feel like he is a guy who could definitely work his way up depth charts, which will be a common theme in this draft class. As I mentioned, the thing that I think that sticks out the most to me about this running back draft class this year is how deep it is, uh, and deep with quality as well. I think there's a lot of guys in here that can be like third, fourth round picks um, who have the potential to grow into a starting role at the next level, which I think is huge. Especially when you're discussing fantasy football value, because I mean that's ultimately what you're looking for, right? I mean, there's gonna be some of these guys in this class who, you know, they're gonna be third round back. They're gonna be third down backs, they're gonna be guys who come in on second down, uh, every once in a while, you know, relieve a starter. They're gonna be guys who are gonna be goal backs. Excuse me, but I think a band of Kanda represents a guy who has the potential to be a starter. And I, I like that. So, you know, we love that. All right, moving on here down the chart down to the running back five. As you see, Devin A-Chain, I'm a big fan of A-Chain. I watched his film, very familiar with him. I saw him run a 4-3-2 at the combine in person. I was very, very impressed with this workout. Uh, His NFL comparison is Leon Washington. I I love A-Chain. I think he's going to be a lot of fun at the next level. The only really concern for me is um, his size is not the best, 188, uh, 5'8.5". Don't love that, but besides that, I mean, this guy is speed. If you're looking for a speed back... If you're looking for a guy who is you uh, know, an, an agile guy who can hit the hole and explode and get some chunk plays for you, I think A-Chain is a great fit. I, I really like A-Chain too because I think that at the next level, I think at a minimum, he's going to be a guy who is a little lower on the depth chart at the running back, but he's going to get touches. He's going to get in the game and try to have some impact. Um, he's not going to be a guy who just sits on the sideline like, um, I don't know, let's say like Trey Sermon or something. That's not in the card for A-Chain. His speed and elusiveness are crazy. Um, his burst especially is just nutty. His, his burst is nutty. There's a there's a, a, a clip of his I posted on Twitter about a week ago when I was watching his film. And his, his close quarters ability to maneuver through people, see a gap, and then just explode immediately, that acceleration is crazy. Really, really big fan of A-Chain. And I think he can really impress people at the next level. So I'm definitely interested in him as my rankings and everything kind of gets finalized moving forward we have somebody in the twitter spaces here who are listening to uh come in and call on the show hurricane's in here what's up hurricane how are you doing man hey what's up luke uh i will say first off bronze league represent let's go bronze league shout out
2: yeah uh i want to hop in and, uh opine on a chain real quick uh cool. i actually have a a detailed breakdown on my profile that i wrote up for face off on my profile oh awesome it goes more in depth but i do like a shane a ton i once draft capital uh irons out he might even be my running back three okay Like, like i know his weight Looks like like it's it's automatically a red flag, right? Right. His BMI is
1: pretty low. He's on he's like well under two hundred. Well, I will say though, you know, with the weight being low, you usually the thing for me in my uh you know evaluations and stuff is like if you're if you're light, I want you to be really fast, and he is that, you know. So I think that helps.
2: Right, and not only like he might be light on paper, but he plays really big. Like he uses his leverage and
0: stiff arms to. Like is a great advantage. He, mm-hmm. he, he
2: understands the leverage of the position, right? Uh, there's there's a lot of track stars, uh, like like he runs track for a for Texas A&M.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a lot
2: of track stars that play football and just do the thing where they're just faster than everybody else. Yep, he's a football player that also happens to be faster than everybody
1: else. Yep, I love that. I've heard that before too. Where it's like you know, there's people who run track and play football, and then there's football players who just happen to run track.
2: And I, I will say, if anyone hasn't watched it already, go through and watch his final game at Texas a It's against LSU. Mm-hmm. He carried the ball like 36 times in every single run. Just it, – it's – it's he puts his entire effort out there. Yeah, it's stupid.
1: His film is game. so much fun to watch. So much fun. Love it. I think he's – I think A-Chain for me right now is a, a lock for top five uh, in, in this class for me. I'm not too sure exactly where – after after Bijan and Gibbs, I don't really know how the three after that shake out right now I think it's a mix of Charbonnet, TyJ Spears and A chain for me. Um, I just need to dig in and kind of figure out how I feel about the like the final order there.
2: right it, um, I do like Spears too. RB three might be a little bit steep for him. I don't know those uh, I think he had two ACL tears so right that, that sort of sours me on him. Yeah, um, I don't want to de-ro- derail the show too much, but no, I'm, you're good, man. I'm more than happy to keep on talk- talking about Rudy's running back.
1: Yeah, I appreciate. It. How about you just stand on standby for now and just mute your mic, and then just hop in if you have something to say.
2: Oh, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
0: All right, let's get back into it
1: here. Uh, shout out again to uh, Hurricane, which is at g p o d a w o. Sorry, dear <laughs> sure, God, g a-W-U-N-D-F-F on Twitter. Shout out. Oh, he also works for uh, Dynasty Nerd. Shout out. We love it. Oh, also in his bio, it says that uh, <laughs> A-Chain enthusiast. We love that. And he's in also an Ashton Doolin uh, truther. We, we appreciate the loyalty around here. Uh, anyway, let's keep moving on here down the list. Past A-Chain. Down to, I think, somebody who might be my RB3 in the class. Uh, Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Uh, really, really solid uh power runner uh his nfl comp on this breakdown here is aj dylan from lance Zirling. um his strengths carries weight comfortably across a powerful build patient waiting for blocks to develop inside the scheme surprisingly uh surprising build-up speed as an outside runner picks up ahead of steam as the run progresses can slip one tackler and run through the next one above average ball security runs a variety of routes with a plus catch radius and will uh, will throw heavy hits at blitzers we love all of that Weaknesses. Hip tightness forces a a more upright gait. Uh, Average acceleration between the tackles. That's fine. He's a power guy. Uh, Below average instincts on inside runs. Uh, Can be a little indecisive reading stretch plays. Lacks gather quickness for quick cuts. Struggles to hit the gas when feet are forced to slow down. Uh, I think those are all valid criticisms. But a thing that stood out to me when watching Zach Charbonnet on film is, you know, there's a lot of guys who are, are you know, supposed power backs or bigger backs or guys who are like between the tackles, thumpers. And a thing that stood out with for me was Charbonnet is he's a fluid mover, in my opinion. What I what do I mean by that? I'm not saying he's a fluid mover like uh like uh, Spears or A-Chain or you know, Gibbs or anything like that, where like these have this crazy burst and acceleration inside close quarters and whatnot or and agility. Charbonnet I think he's just – he's fluid as a runner with his movement. Like, he can um, – I, I tweeted another video like with the HN clip I was talking about the other day. Or earlier in the episode, not the other day. It's literally been <laughs> 30 minutes into the show. Um, but he he got the ball on a little bit of a screen pass or a dump off and out of the backfield. And he just, you know, has really quick feet and gets out of a tight window and is able to bounce it outside. And, you know, I, I think that he's just not bulky when he runs, what I'm trying to say. He, he still has the ability to, you know, have fluid movement while running with power and pretty solid speed. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Charbonnet. I think he can be a guy who is definitely a, a starting running back in the NFL, a first and second down carry guy. Uh, do I know if he has a true three down skill set? I don't know about that. The hands are not great with Charbonnet, but they're pretty good. I think they're fine for especially for a power back. Uh, He's not Derrick Henry level or anything like that bad. Um, I think he definitely can catch a ball. Um, But I would like to see him do more in that department. Absolutely. Um, I think overall, he's a really solid running back who can contribute immediately to an NFL team. In my opinion, I I think he's going to get pretty decent draft capital as well. Uh, So that is Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, who is going as the one, two, three, four, five, the RB5. Sorry, RB6 in these NFL.com rankings. Up next, we have a guy who I actually have not watched any film on and I'm not too familiar. Uh, is Eric Gray, running back out of Oklahoma. NFL gives him a 6.22 grade, just one point below Charbonnet. He is 5'9 uh, and a half, 207 pounds. Who's the comp? What are we thinking about him? NFL comp, Miles Sanders. Okay, I understand that 100%. Overview, a decisive, creative runner with the size and skill uh, set for three down consideration at the pro level. Gray won't be a home run hitter in the open field, but his short area bursts and oily hips, that's a descriptive word, oily, that's interesting, open access to the entire field with cuts coming suddenly and at unpredictable angles. He's a less powerful finisher than his size might indicate and needs to uh, keep from spilling runs wide unnecessarily. He's a reliable threat of the backfield with soft hands and a willingness to block. Gray has the potential to find work quickly as a three-down backup with future starter potential. Okay, we like that. You know, we like that. I like the pro comp. I like the overall skill package that was described. I like the soft hands. I like the burst and speed. Um, I think this sounds like a a guy who can contribute at the next level. So I'm interested in watching his film. Maybe I'll watch his film right after we're done with this episode, actually. I need to get up to date on on Eric Gray. Uh, Up next, we have, sorry, that was the RB7, by the way. The running back eight is a guy who I'm very, very fond of in this draft class. Also getting a 6.22 rating, the same grade as Eric Gray from NFL.com. Ty J Spears, running back out of Tulane University, 5'10", 201 pounds. Uh, he is a really, really exciting player to watch on film. I'm a big fan of Ty J Spears. Um, I love his burst. I love his, his change of pace ability. He has a very natural, I think, ability and knack for finding lanes that you might not see at first on film. He's a really elusive running back in open field uh, in the open field he has a great sense for making uh, a second cut I think that's pretty impressive um, you know a lot of guys make a, a you know a, a one cut kind of thing and you know hit the hole and explode and whatnot I thing that really impressed me with Spears on film is that he can kind of make two you know down the field he can make a couple guys miss on one run you know I think it takes a special kind of running back to have the field sense to you know uh, Bust a 20-yard run. A DB is running alongside you. What do you do? A lot of running backs, I feel like, would just try to keep running in a straight line and outrun them. Spears doesn't do that. He tries to do that, but instead of slowing down and trying to truck them or stiff-arm them, he just avoids them. He just completely jukes out of the way and it leaves them confused. And I've seen this on several occasions from him on film. He has a very disgusting juke uh, package seriously I mean uh, there's there's a viral clip of him that happened at the senior bowl where he catches the ball and like ducks under a defender um, he's crazy I, I really really love his film he's a very exciting player to watch on film and I think that he's a guy who you know has the size to go out there and do it uh, he's a redshirt junior so a little older of a prospect coming out but I think he's a guy you know if he fetches that third fourth round draft capital uh, I'm very interested in him in a fantasy football perspective because I think he's a guy who can come in immediately contribute and then also work his way up a depth chart and maybe compete for a starting job or become a starting running back in the future. I'm very interested in Spears. I really, really like his film. A lot of fun to watch coming in at the RB nine Spears is the RB eight. We have Dwayne McBride, another um, uh, running back that I'm not very familiar with out of UAB. Uh, He is 5'10, 209 pounds. The comparison for him is Marlon Mack. How does this affect Marlon Mack? If you know, you know. Uh, let's, let's read the overview here. Productive runner with the physical slash athletic attributes that could create an upward trajectory in the right situation. McBride is experienced in comfortable running in all blocking schemes. He's smooth hipped and runs with a good blend of shiftiness and power. He would benefit from a quicker tempo and decisiveness inside. He must eliminate ball security issues or he could end up falling out of favor quickly. McBride's lack of third down value could hurt his draft slotting but his upside is worth a day three selection. So this is a guy, maybe a fourth, fifth round pick could be a quality change of pace back in my opinion. Doesn't sound like anything more than that really here. Um, balanced runner doesn't sound like he has the best receiving uh, you know attributes. But I'm excited to see what he, where he goes in the draft. Like the like, like his profile states, if he lands in the right spot, maybe he can contribute some solid value. Keep moving down the list here onto RB nine, which is going to be Mohammed Ibrahim. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. I, I, I think that's Ibrahim uh, from Minnesota. Again, not too familiar with his film. I need to dive into more of these. Oh, his comp is Damian Pierce. Color me intrigued. I am, I am a Damian Pierce lover myself. Um, strengths. All right, let's read the overview. Hard hat running back who operated with toughness, vision, and a feel for cut timing in the Minnesota inside-outside zone attack. Uh, Ibrahim is deciding to stands out, but he's missing an elevated burst to clear second-level tacklers without taking bumps and bruises. He's not going to run away from NFL defenders, so creativity will be important to keep runs alive. His injury history paired with competitive running style could be a concern for some teams, but his no-nonsense running approach and innate feel for the end zone will be easy for coaches to love. Listen, I don't even need to read the rest of anything else on the screen. This is a guy who's going to go on day three. Who's gonna steal a couple goal line carries a year from your fantasy running back? He's gonna piss you off early on. Down the line, maybe he could be a Damian Pierce type player. You know, it really depends on the landing spot and how they perform in trading him in preseason for these later round guys. But for right now, I don't seem super interested in a guy like that for fantasy. When it comes to these later upside shots, I really like a guy who is a receiving back or a guy who has the potential to become a starter pretty quickly. You know what I mean? And then rounding out our list, we have Tank Bigsby. At a 6.15 grade from the NFL.com. He is six foot, 210. That's a big boy. It is a tank, if you will. Uh, no NFL comp from Lance Zerline here. And the overview is Bigsby is an upright runner with a strong angular frame. He runs with a plus burst and can great yards, even with blocking is insufficient. Bigsby runs with a nice blend of elusiveness and power, and he can quickly process movements of the defense. Fumbling has been a concern in the past, and he might not be much help on third downs or special teams. His size, creativity, and quickness could create an opportunity for teams to pair Tank with another back to form an effective tandem of a zone scheme rushing attack. That's actually a perfect description of what I think Tank Bixby can be at the next level. I see a team like Miami or San Francisco drafting a guy like this to throw in their committee backfield and be a valuable piece of that pie. Do I think he's a starting running back potential? Maybe. Maybe I think he has the potential to get there one day. I like his game a lot. I've watched a little bit of his film. I think he's a valuable first and second down runner. Fumbling's an issue. Receiving skills lacking is an issue. But I think when you take it all away, as a runner, I think he has a nice, pretty balanced approach that can work for most schemes, uh, most teams, I should say. And I think that Tank Bigsby is a guy who is worth a late second round pick in your rookie draft where he's going right now. Who has nice upside, especially if he gets a decent draft capital, or more importantly, lands in a good landing spot where he has the potential to either be a meaningful fixture in a committee or has the chance to climb a depth chart immediately and you know compete for a starting job, a la Damian Pierce. So that's my thing about Tank Bigsby, and guys, that is going to wrap up today's episode. It's been a longer one, about 48 minutes right here. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. If you got to this point, check out my newsletter if you already have not done so, we're releasing new articles every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, focusing right now on prospect breakdowns and NFL mock drafts. We're going to be doing another episode just like this one, focusing on rookie quarterback breakdowns. Or maybe, actually, no, you know what we do? We're going to do wide receivers next. Wide receivers are a lot more fun to talk about than quarterbacks. I feel like everyone talks about quarterbacks to death. Wide receivers, we're going to do the top 10 wide receivers at NFL.com as I still am developing my final rankings and how I feel about all these guys. But if you got to this point, Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Drop a follow on any podcast streaming platform where you're listening to this episode. if you are watching it live on Twitter right now or listening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure to check out all my other content, especially the newsletter right now, which I'm really focusing a lot of energy into. Uh, and have a great night, guys. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.